0: body aches at bedtime, Sierra Sil is a natural mineral supplement that supports joint health, calms inflammation, and we're so sure it'll work for you as it has for me and my husband for over 10 years. It has a money-back guarantee. Go to sierrasil.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L, and use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, I'm Erin, and welcome to DRIFT. This story from the Brothers Grimm is set in Germany, and I know Drift has listeners in Germany. Danke. And I am so grateful to each of you who listen and to Envy Pillow for making this free to you. Perhaps you're new here and haven't heard of Kim and Kathy, two registered nurses who came up with Envy Pillow years ago, way back when I first became a big fan. What's an Envy Pillow? Well, it started as something to help prevent wrinkles from your regular pillow on your face with collagen-boosting copper infusion. And oh yeah, copper also helps prevent the spread of germs. And now, listeners to Drift get 10% off all purchases using the code DRIFT. Learn more in the morning and why they're my perfect sleep partner at Pillow. Dot com. That's E-N-V-Y pillow dot com, and sleep with the best. And once more, I will promise you that no stories here are the ones that you cannot listen to with your children or let them go off to sleep, like sweet Abigail, whose dad Greg wrote to me about her loving drift. Before we take you to Germany and this story of animals, Who decide to take a different fork in their lives roads from the Brothers Grimm let us get in a place of deep relaxation together and just like life it starts with a breath just a nice slow inhale and exhale now let's do it again counting four on the inhale one Two, three, four, and a nice slow six on the exhale. One, two, three, four, five, six. Good. Let's focus on the body for a moment, starting down at your feet. Just let them feel heavy on your sofa, in your chair, on the floor, in your bed where your whole body is sinking into your mattress. Let your legs feel like wet weighted logs. Make sure you're not holding anything in your hips or belly and that your shoulders and neck are completely relaxed. No more working, holding up that busy head of yours. As your arms feel comfortable while you rest. Let's move to your face. Let your eyebrows drop, your eyelids feel heavy, your mouth and jaw completely relaxed. And finally, with one more breath in, let's exhale together now and think these words, I am safe, I am loved, I am at peace. And with that, let's drift. Once upon a time long ago, in a land that was green with rolling hills, dotted with wildflowers that gently swayed in the breezes, there lived a farmer. He and his wife were an honest couple, and they earned their daily bread through hard work. They had a donkey who had been as faithful a servant to them as anyone could ever ask. But as time passed, the donkey's age and years of arduous toiling in the fields took their toll on his body. And the donkey overheard the farmer talking to his wife one day as they gardened. My dear Helga, I fear it is time to put our friend out of his misery. He can no longer help us with our work, and he costs us so much in feed every day. I shall do this tomorrow, I am sorry to say. Well, the farmer may well have been sorry, but not nearly as much as the donkey was. And so, that day, as the farmer and his wife busied themselves elsewhere, for there was always work to do around the farm, the donkey flipped the latch on his pen with his nose, and out he went into the wide world. I shall go to the great city, said he, and there I will become a musician. That is what I shall do. After the donkey had walked for a few hours, he came across a big yellow Labrador retriever lying at the side of the road. Fearing he had been struck and was injured, the donkey stopped to help the panting dog. What is wrong with you, my friend? Alas, said the dog, struggling to catch his breath. My master says I am old and weak, am no longer helpful to him in hunting or protecting his flocks, and was going to do away with me. So I ran as far as these legs could take me, and now I'm just worn out. Where were you running to? Where will you go? asked the donkey. I know not, for I have no friends in faraway farms. Well then, replied the donkey, come with me, for I am off to the great city, and you and I shall become musicians together. The dog nodded without a second thought, pulled himself up, and off the pair went down the same dusty road towards adventures that surely awaited them in the city. They had not traveled far together when they came across a cat lying right in the middle of the road. Was it injured? Had it suffered the fate that the donkey had feared had befallen the dog? No, for once again the cat was just resting, simply worn out from its travels to who knows where. My good lady! Said the donkey, What ails you? You look quite out of spirits this beautiful day. How could I look any other way when my life is in such danger? Oh, and I had such a good life too until my people decided that since I would rather lie by a warm fire or cuddle with them instead of running about the house day and night chasing mice. I was no longer of use to them. How does that even make sense? After a life of love and service. Nonetheless, they were ready to end me. So I left. I stole away and ran and ran. And here I am. Oh, woe is me. Do not despair, my feline friend said the dog, who was being quite uncharacteristically kind to an animal that he would usually take great joy in chasing until they were both breathless. For he understood the sadness, the exhaustion. You will come with us, and we will make a life together. We will have no worries, no worries at all. Yes, added the donkey. We are going to the great city to become musicians. I know you are a good night singer, and we need a vocalist such as yourself. The cat purred as she thought of their companionship and the adventures that awaited, and she rose up, stretched her back into an arch, and flexed her pointy long nails, and soon joined the donkey and the dog on their trek to a new life. The trio walked on, and not much time had passed when they heard from a farmyard the lusty crowing of a rooster. Soon they saw him, decked out as he was in rusts and reds, singing loudly for all to hear. Bravo, said the donkey. What a fine voice you have there, sir. Oh, well, responded the rooster, you would think so, wouldn't you? But didn't I overhear my mistress and cook this morning say they would make a broth with me for this Sunday's dinner? The ingratitude! It's all I can do to even crow today. What would you do to do? We would leave, said the trio as one. In fact, added the dog, that is exactly what we are doing right now. Go on, said the rooster his head cocked to the side as he listened intently. Well, said the cat, we are making our way to the great city. Bremen is where we will become musicians and find our fortune and live out our lives in the lap of luxury with thick cream every day. And the choicest cuts of meat, added the dog, and the sweetest of grasses to eat, with the softest straw upon which to lie, said the donkey. Won't you join us? A voice like yours should not be stilled. Why, yes, that sounds like a splendid idea, said the rooster, hopping down from his perch on the farm gate and joining the donkey, the dog, and the cat on their way to who knows where. He didn't care to know the destination. He only wanted to live to see many, many more sunrises. They could not walk much further, the quartet, for already it had been a long day filled with excitement and, yes, much emotion. So when night fell, they left the road and made their way into a forest to sleep in safety. The donkey and dog laid themselves down under a large tree, while the cat. Climbed up into the branches above them. The rooster, who figured that higher up he would be safer from predators and cooks, flew to the very top of that self same tree. From there he could see for miles around and make sure that they were all safe and the world was at peace that night. He took one last look about him before closing his eyes. And that's when he saw it. Something shimmering in the distance. Oh, 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 he crowed to his new found friends. There must be a house, and it's not so very far away, for I can see a light. The donkey sat up and said, If that's the case, let's go and find it, for it shall be much more comfortable than here on the cold ground. And chimed in the dog. I might find a nice morsel or bone to chew on. I am getting hungry. As am I, added the cat. So they gathered together, and under the faint light of a slim toenail of a moon, they walked through the forest until they came to a clearing. And there, just as friend Rooster had said, they saw a house with light shining through its window and how they know this, I cannot say. But the four were sure that the house was inhabited by shady characters, robbers, they seemed to know. For it was said that the woods were full of them, bad men who only waited for passers-by on the road, that they might pillage and steal whatever valuables they had. The donkey, being the tallest of the bunch, walked up to a window of the house and peeked in. What do you see? asked the other three in unison. Shh, said the donkey. I see a table spread with all kinds of good things, Oh, so shiny and bright, and so much food and ale to enjoy. Around the table sit the scruffiest and scariest of robbers, but they are in their cups now, and making merry at having made such a good haul with their evil doings. That sounds like a place I'd like to be, said the rooster. If only we could get in. Indeed, said the dog, there is no smaller door for me. How are we to get in, my friends? Well, the four put their furry heads together, well, feathered in the case of the rooster, and discussed different ideas. Certainly the chimney was not an option, as a fellow could singe his tail feathers quite badly, thought the rooster. No windows were ajar for a cat to pass through, and the dog and donkey might be far too large to find a way into the house on their own. What to do? At last they came upon a plan. Ah, what brilliance can result? when we all work together, they thought. And here it was. The donkey stood up on his hind legs, resting his two front hooves up against the window. Then carefully the dog got up on the donkey's back and balanced there. And then the cat, using her claws as sparingly as possible, climbed up the donkey's leg and deftly leapt upon the back of the dog. Finally, like the plastic couple on a wedding cake, the rooster flapped his wings and rose up to perch on the head of the cat. With a clomp of his hoof, the donkey gave a signal and then made the loudest bray you've ever heard. The dog barked as frantically as the best guard dog ever. The cat howled as though her tail was in a door, and the rooster screamed as though being chased by a cook. And then they all broke through the window at once, making a huge clatter and shattering glass all over the place. The robbers fell out of their chairs in fright, first having heard the great noise outside and now the terrible cacophony of destruction and mayhem in their tiny hideout. What could this be, they wondered, as the lamps all blew out? with the winds outside coming in so freely. Surely some terrible demon, some evil ghost, was bringing them to swift and awful justice for their lives of crime. So the robbers fled for those pathetic lives into the woods and the darkness. Our travelers, meantime, shook themselves off and began to laugh heartily and congratulate each other on how successful their plan had turned out to be. They surveyed the spread upon the table and dug in, enjoying every bit of the feast the robbers had left behind. Why, they ate like they might never see another meal. And finally, once each had a full belly and a happy heart, they each sought out a spot to spend the night. The donkey laid himself upon a heap of straw outside in the yard. The dog stretched out on a mat near the front door. The cat curled up on a small burn-marked rug by the fireplace, still just a little warm from the house's previous inhabitants, and the rooster, well, the rooster flew up to the highest beam on top of the house outside. After a day filled with new adventures, they all soon fell asleep. Now, you might think this would be the end of the story, but it is not. Oh, no. Because at around midnight, when the robbers saw not a hint of movement in the house by the dying firelight, they decided perhaps they had fled in haste. No one was going to take their booty from them. Evil spirit or not. So they approached the house again, and the boldest of the robbers marched up to the porch and into the dwelling to take stock of just what was going on in there. In the darkness of the house, the man groped around until he found a match. Heading towards the fireplace, he mistook the cat's shining eyes for glowing embers and lit a match close to his face. Well, you can just about imagine how the cat felt about this hot, sudden light. She jumped at the robber's face, claws out, spitting angrily. The man leapt back in fear and surprise towards the door. But there laid the dog, who jumped up and bit him in the leg. Yowling in pain, The hapless thief ran through the yard of the house, but did not escape without being kicked in the backside by the donkey. And awakened by the great kerfuffle, the rooster crowed and crowed with all his might. Into the darkness the man limped and ran as fast as he could to where his friends were hiding. There he breathlessly recounted his awful, Traumatic experience. A horrid witch had somehow gotten into the house and had spat at him and torn at his face with her long bony fingers. Then a man, hiding behind the door, had stabbed him in the leg, while a big dark creature waited for him in the yard and struck him with a club. And all the while, the devil himself had stood upon the house crying, Throw the rascal up here! <laughs> That's the way he told the story. And the robbers never did dare to go back to that house, bounty or not, for their fellow thief had scared them away for good with his obviously true tale of such awful chaos. And so, our friends, the musicians, made that house their happy home. They sang together whenever they wished. They ate all they wanted, and they were restful and cozy and basked in the warmth that only true friendship through hard times can bring. And do you know, they reside there to this very day. At least that's what we think. And with that, I wish you a quiet and uneventful sleep. Now drift off and sweet dreams